بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. My brothers and sisters, without honesty and without integrity, we are not going to go anywhere in life. We need to be upright mu'mineen and believers. One of the things that I need to develop and all of us need to develop is a connection with Allah that brings about positive change in our lives such that we can beam that change upon others so that they can change too. <clears throat> Many times we find that society is crumbling because we have drifted away from that connection with Allah primarily. I promise you when the Quran speaks about taqwa, when the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, speaks about taqwa, it is not something light. It is one of the most repeated pieces of instruction that Allah has. Ya ayyuhalladheena How many times have we heard that? Ya rabbakum. How many times? Allah tells humankind at the beginning of Surah An-Nisa, O man, and this is not referring only to the believers, develop the correct relationship with your maker. We've spoken in detail about taqwa in the past, and here I am telling you, develop your correct or the correct relationship with your maker, taqwa. Taqwa, to create a barrier between you and the displeasure of Allah, the punishment of Allah, anything that is negative between you and Allah, create a barrier. And that would mean you need to plug in with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need to ensure that you understand what is taqwa. Without it, no society can be rebuilt or even built in the first place. My brothers and sisters, we say fear Allah. I'm sure you've heard people say ittaqullah, fear Allah. They are not wrong, but it's an aspect of it. I've been asked by some of the youth a few years ago that why are we taught to be scared of Allah? And I responded, it's not actually being scared of Allah. It is fearing the wrath of Allah, the anger of Allah, the punishment of Allah, when He is the most merciful, the most kind, the most compassionate, the most forgiving, and you still have an element of fear, I don't want to spoil this wonderful relationship. So that is born out of love. It's born out of love. I love someone so much that I fear disturbing the relationship. So therefore, I will be conscious of it at all times. You know, when we love someone, surely we don't want to spoil the relation. We don't want to do anything that might create a problem because we love them so much. That fear of disturbing the relation or making them upset or angering them even, that fear is born out of tremendous love. I love you so much that if you say anything, it's, I'll do it, it's okay, fine. Why? I just don't want to disturb the relation. Wallahi, the example of Allah is higher than that. Walillahi al-mathalul a'la. If we develop a relationship with Allah, 
born out of tremendous love of Allah, you automatically fear disturbing that relationship. Ittaqullah. And when that happens, what I mean is when you've developed that relationship in such a beautiful way, filled with true love of Allah, Allah loves you back. Allah loves you back. Just like the narration says, whoever loves or is looking forward to with love, the meeting with Allah, Allah is looking forward to with love meeting them. Man ahabba liqa Allahi, ahabba Allahu liqa'ahu. Whoever is looking forward with love to the meeting with Allah, to the day they are going to meet with Allah, Allah is telling us that He loves, He is also filled with that love towards that particular person meeting them, towards meeting that particular person. Simple. So why would I not fill my heart with love for Allah? I always tell people, don't use the term quickly in the same sentence as the word salah. Try not to. I am guilty at times. I say, let me quickly pray and I will see you just now. I've become a little bit more conscious of it. I don't want to say quickly anymore because I love Allah enough. If I can spend hours a day on a phone with my loved ones, surely I can spend time with Allah unlimited in prayer where Allah tells us, The closest that a worshiper can be to his Lord, his maker, his cherisher, nourisher, sustainer, provider, protector, curer is when he is in the condition of prostration, he or she. If that's the case, when I get into sujood, a true believer becomes more conscious because of the love you have for Allah. True believer becomes more conscious of the duration of that sujood and the feeling in the heart. Am I just getting done with it quickly because I've got another commitment or can the rest of everything wait until I'm done here? Attitudes. Small change will make a big difference. Massive difference. Because it's born out of the love of Allah. Do you love Allah? Everyone will put their hands. Who loves Allah? Put your hands up. We all love Allah. May Allah love us back. Are you prepared to make a small effort? So that that love can be more and more genuine. Because in my life, I've seen a lot of young boys and girls and even the older ones say, I love you. And sometimes they say it with tajweed to make it sound so acceptable to the I love you to make it sound like really I, I you know what ah and now your eyes are half closing you become a little bit this way your mouth your voice starts changing I love you expressing with your tongue what is not even in your heart how many people say I love you do you remember years ago I said something it actually went viral I said if someone can say lol without laughing they can easily say I love you without loving simple how many of us are guilty of just writing LOL and you haven't even laughed, you're frowning, you're even sad. And you put emojis where you are like laughing, laughing, but you, you with a straight face completely. Am I right or wrong? Those little yellow faces which are, you know, the other way around with two uh, laughing, meaning with, with the eyes that are almost tearing of laughter. Am I right? And you're not laughing. I've done that so many times. I keep doing it. May Allah forgive me. 
It just means what you've said is of laughter. If humankind can do that without laughing, surely they can tell you, I love you without laughing. Don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. That when someone says, I love you, it is just a claim that needs to be proven. It is a claim that needs to be proven. It is basically something you, you are claiming. If you have not proved it, it is not true. The same applies in your relationship with Allah. I love Allah. I love Allah. But when Allah made things haram, when Allah made things haram, they don't even change anything in you. And when Allah has made something obligatory, it doesn't really change you in any way. You don't give it importance. That's not love. We can do better. My brothers, my sisters, I can do better, inshallah. And I promise I will by the will of Allah. May Allah strengthen me. And may Allah strengthen all of us. We can all do better. Why am I saying this? Because we want to rebuild society and we want to rebuild the nation and every nation needs to be rebuilt. We want to rebuild the ummah. When I say rebuild, it is already depicting that we have got to a level where we feel we've degraded ourselves. And you know what? We are not where we're supposed to be. Let's rebuild. One of the cornerstones of it is to develop this relationship with Allah because it is holistic. It is complete. When Allah just tells you taqwa Allah, do you know how powerful that statement is? The Prophet explains to us two simple qualities that will be the biggest reason for people entering Jannah. Taqwa Allah wa husnul khuluqi. He says, that relationship, I call it developing the correct relationship with Allah. It has a deep meaning, a very deep meaning. But people say the fear of Allah, I explained to you, it's probably, it should be born out of tremendous love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the same time, some people say the consciousness of Allah, all this is correct. Be conscious of Allah. Develop the correct relationship with Allah. When you have the correct relationship with Allah and you have great character and conduct, you deserve paradise. That's according to the hadith. You are the most deserving of paradise. I promise you, if Allah has said you and I are deserving of paradise with certain qualities, we will have a taste of something brilliant and good on earth before we go to the hereafter. Do you reckon all the rules of Islam and all the do's and don'ts and the obligations and the prohibitions, do you know that if a person really adheres to what they are taught, they will start to taste the contentment and the beauty of this world, even if they're jobless, unemployed, and they don't really have money for the next meal. May Allah create ease for all of us. They start tasting contentment. They are happy. They adjust their lives and they are still saying, Alhamdulillah. We've been, I have seen people who have a leg amputated. Years ago, when I was a student, we visited one of our teachers after a motor, motor car accident and he lost his legs. And he said, Alhamdulillah, I lost my legs. And I was young and I thought this man's making a mistake. He must be sedated because of the painkillers. He doesn't know what he's saying. He's saying, Alhamdulillah, I lost my legs. And someone said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. He said, the reason I say Alhamdulillah is I have used these legs to walk to the masjid five times a day for the last 20 years. And I believe I tried my best and inshallah I've succeeded never to use these legs to walk towards haram. That's when I was moved. I said, whoa, these are the people. Rijal. Minal mu'minina rijalun. 
From among the believers are those who have fulfilled their promise unto Allah. Today we made a promise to Allah as well. Oh Allah, I love you. Help me to change. I promise I'm going to get closer to you. Make it easy for me to get closer to you. And then start making an effort. There are those who promised Allah we will never use our limbs and organs in wrong and in haram. Oh Allah, make it difficult for me to sin. And Allah will make it difficult for you. Oh Allah, wherever my nafs and my soul wants me to meander and wants me to lose the way to you, make it difficult for me to sin so that I never ever spoil my relationship with you. Allahu Akbar. You want to build society, you don't have a relationship with Allah. It's impossible. I remember my father years ago saying, you cannot work with a person who doesn't have taqwa. You cannot work with them. You can't. You need to have basic taqwa. If you don't have the consciousness of Allah, you're going to rob me, cheat me, deceive me. You're going to create obstacles. You're going to cause problems. You're not going to be honest and genuine. You will be hypocritical. The minute you have a consciousness with Allah, I promise you, it's the beginning of such a beautiful life. You may go through hardship. Allah makes it easy. Look at the companions of Rasulullah. How many hardships did they face right at the beginning? Starting from the people of Mecca. The early Muslims struggled the most, but they were content. They were content. Bilal ibn Rabah and the story of Ahadun Ahad, Ahadun Ahad is amazing. We know it. We learned it since we were kids. And I tell you, it's a story of unwavering faith in Allah. I don't care what you're doing. For me, it's my Lord. You, if you're going to kill me, end of the day, I'm going to go back to my Lord. And I think of man ahabba liqa Allahi ahabba Allahu liqa'ahu. With us, no one's telling you we're going to kill you. You might face small persecutions here and there. In fact, you're lucky to be living in an Islamic environment in some communities and societies. And yet we don't pray. We don't dress appropriately. We do things that are wrong. And when we do things that are wrong, we are human. We may falter. We don't even think at night, you know, what I did was actually wrong. So to ponder over your actions and to try and promise to effect change and do something about it is part of the rebuilding. We have societies and communities that have crumbled simply because we lost the essence of living in the society. We don't enjoy it anymore. People don't want to deal with Muslims. I met a brother a few days ago in Lagos. He said, do you know the northerners in some places, certain people from certain parts don't want to do business with people from the same part. They say, I prefer to go somewhere else and deal with this person that because we are being robbed, we are being cheated. I said, I refuse to believe what you're saying. He says, just thank Allah you're not Nigerian. I said, how can you say that when Nigeria is my favorite place, right? I said, let's leave it at that. It's okay. I don't need to know more. But the reason I'm mentioning it is you might know what I'm saying. Who knows? If people as believers do not want to do business with one another because they fear being shortchanged, then we have a problem. It should be the other way around. Take a look at some people of other faiths. They will only do business with people from their own church or from their own synagogue as a starting point. May Allah make it easy to be able to build community and society, honesty, integrity, connection with Allah, cornerstones, be upright, 
learn to want goodness for others because Allah has created a system whereby there is there are those who have and those who don't have it's a test for both those who have it's a test what are you going to do with it and are you going to look out for those who don't have because a day passed in your life when you didn't have someone somehow somewhere favored you and if you did not see the favor of the person you need to recognize it was always the favor of Allah how did you become wealthy the answer is only one Allah إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ قَوْمُهُ لَا تَفْرَحْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْفَرِحِينَ Here is the example of Qarun. Allah blessed him with so much, he didn't relate it to Allah. Allah gave him so much, but he says he was arrogant, haughty. He says, أُوتِيتُهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ عِنْدِي all that I have is because I'm a sharp guy. I'm a good businessman. I'm very shrewd and I'm whatever, whatever he might have said. Allah says, he says, I've been given this because of my own knowledge. Who gave him the brain in the first place? Who gave him the opportunity to be at the right place at the right time? I promise you, ask some of the wealthiest of the lot. What will they tell you? Allah blessed us because we were born somewhere. Because we... We're in the right place, right time. We interacted with some people. Sometimes you're sitting next to someone now and you haven't even greeted them. If you were to greet them, who knows who they might be and who knows what type of a partnership they might be between you in business. In business, yet you've just come for the peace and unity convention. You were seeking the door of Allah. Allah says, my slave, I know you need a little bit of the dunya. I'm going to throw a lot of it at you only to see what are you going to do with the excess. Will you look at those who don't have just like when you didn't have and will you reach out to them to empower them to build people? How many of us can build others today? We look at those who don't have as much as we do. We do not greet them. That's where society is crumbling. We don't greet. No salam. Why? How could you greet? You come from an upper class. What upper class? If you haven't greeted, you've dropped your class to the bottom. That's what it is. أيها الناس أفشوا السلام وأطعموا الطعام وصلوا الأرحام وصلوا بالليل والناس نيام تدخلوا جنة ربكم بسلام حديث of Abdullah ibn Salam رضي الله عنه O people he heard the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and you know what he was tiptoeing and looking at this man that everyone was welcoming and he heard this is a prophet and he was one of the religious people and the leaders of the Jews one of their teachers and rabbis and he looks and he sees this face and one of the first things he heard from this beautiful mouth is oh people spread the peace spread the salam the term salam means so many things i'm not going to go into it right now but spread the peace spread the greeting and on top of the greeting ensure that you are genuine in it when i say assalamu alaikum to you i mean i guarantee you i will not harm you that's the meaning of it when you say peace be upon you what does it actually mean it means from me, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there will be peace, no war, no harm, no deception, no cheating, no dis nothing. Peace. Peace be upon you. From what? From me and my harm. I'm not going to harm you. Wallahi, if we were genuine just with that salam, we would have not needed to use the term rebuild society or nation because it would already be built. Afshu salama, spread the salam. 
Afshu salama wa atimu ta'ama and feed the food, feeding food to everyone who start with your circle, your family members, those whom who, who have and those who don't have. Invite your family over. How many of us as time is passing, we feel it a bigger burden to invite our own family for a meal, perhaps once a week, even once a month. Sometimes we only have eat together and wallahi, it's so burdensome. We don't want to go. We are sitting at home doing what? Perhaps sleeping, meaning lazing. And when I say sitting at home, we don't even want to attend an invitation from one of the family. Are we going to go there? I don't need to go there. Wallahi, change that attitude. You want to build society. Take your family members and your children and grandchildren to family members because you know what? That's how you're going to build society. So then people say, but there's always politics. Allah wants to help you to teach you how to navigate through politics because there will be bigger challenges in your life. This is with your family. You can go through it. You can learn from it. You can adjust. You can understand the different people. When you go into the wilderness, they are going to be real beasts who are going to treat you even worse. You will already know how to navigate through it. Why? In my family, there's politics. Look at what blessing that politics did or it was. How can you run away just because there are two, three people who are really nasty? Go, interact with them. That's your family. Yes, if it becomes toxic and you really cannot manage, it's a different issue. But I'm talking about generally people who don't even want to meet their family. Yet the hadith says, feed food. Because you know what? When you're feeding the food, you're going to sit together. When you sit together, you're going to be talking. You're going to be learning from each other and about each other. You will see the needs of others and they may see the needs of yours. And when you see each other's issues and you learn from them, you will, be able to, you will be able to contribute positively towards their lives. And if that's the case, your family will grow, your circles will grow, community will grow, the nation will grow, and that's how you rebuild. But if you're not prepared to sit and talk to others, I know in many countries where there are elections, sometimes you have a winner, and the winner needs people in order to make the enough numbers for the cabinet and what have you. And what do they do? They go and strike a partnership with oppositions to say, we need the numbers. People who were opposing them and they come and they forge an agreement. And these are not family members. These are people who were literally at each other's throats five minutes before the results were announced. I promise you, if that is the case, what about my family, my brother, my my? Perhaps my brother's in-laws sometimes. That's a little bit far, but I'm mentioning that because, you know, in-laws. I always told you that one wonders where the term was coined from. In-laws. You get married straight away, these are my in-laws. Because you have a problem, there'll be lawyers involved. It's all about law. Well, that's what I thought. Why do they call him in-laws? Anyone know? To this day, it's the only solution. It's the only thing that made sense to me was you get married, they say... These are my in-laws. In-laws. In what law? They should have said in loves. Right? In love. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. So, feed the food. Feed people. And not just feeding. Help them to meet their basic needs of survival is included in is actually giving them the basics, something for their survival. If is something the messenger has instructed, then to clothe them and to, and to give them some form of accommodation to be able to sleep or a place to rest and to ensure that they are accommodated and clothed is also a duty through 
Because it's also one of the basics. Subhanallah. Subhanallah, amazing. Silul Arhama. Look at what the Prophet ﷺ is saying after that. He says, maintain your family ties. Fulfill. Connect your families. Silu Al Arhama. Connect that which Allah has connected through the womb. Connect it. Why does this happen to be an instruction? Is there not a natural love that's supposed to be by virtue of me being a brother or a sibling to another? Yes, there should be, but it needs to be stressed because as you grow older, certain material items and things you found on earth may make you drift away. You need to be reminded, Silul Arhama, connect that relation, connect it. Connect. Why connect? Because there is an effort required. It's not just going to happen. You need to be, you need to have a big heart. You need to overlook certain things. You need to have the courage to address certain important, sometimes sensitive matters in the correct way. There may be an issue. Address it or talk about it. It may create a bit of turbulence in the boat, but the waters will calm down soon because we tackle the matter. If it's an important matter, learn to raise it. It's part of Silul Arham. My brother, I don't like the way you tease me. My brother, you are my sibling. Or I don't like the way you speak to so-and-so within the family. Don't do that. Or it hurts me. You might be joking. I know many family members, they don't realize the way you, you speak sometimes can be offensive to your own family members and you don't realize this. I've seen it with so many people. You don't know. You think I'm just talking to them. Even the young people, they watch how the olders are talking and they look at them and they see and they learn and they are offended and they feel hurt and they won't interact with you because they are young and they don't want that feeling around them. So they don't even want to see your face and you didn't realize it's just the way you spoke. So no matter how old you are, if you're conscious of Allah, you are worried about how you speak, how you communicate. What's the difference between us and the animals? Is it not the brain to begin with? Allah has given us a more sophisticated brain and Allah has given us abilities. If you cannot think before you speak and express what you'd like using the best possible way of saying it, then you need help. You need to improve. May Allah help us. This is where instead of shut up, you can say keep quiet. One example. This is where instead of saying get lost, you can say, please, whatever else. I don't even know how to say it because I don't normally say that. But if you're not going to be conscious with your tongue, how is, how is it going to be possible? Your own family is not being built and you want to talk about rebuilding the nation and the communities and so on. It's not coming. Watch, watch your tongue. Simple things can break. And equally important, simple things can build. But you need to be conscious. You have that relation with Allah. Do you know a sign of a connection with Allah is when you realize who you are? Who am I? I am a brother to all of you here. That's what it is. The one who made me made you. If I want to impress him, I need to have a good relation with you. I see some of the young people jostling sometimes as we're walking past. It's impossible to greet everyone. And sometimes, you know, we have a few brothers walking with us. Some of them are a little bit rough and they might push you out of the way. Whenever I see someone being pushed a bit, I pause for a moment. I say, my brother, how are you? Give them salam alaykum. Shake your hand. You know what? I don't want you to be hurt. If I had it my way, I would walk alone. One man, one man. I don't need anyone to walk around me because we are in Nigeria. One of the safest places on earth. 
especially in this hall. Anyone feeling unsafe? Not even one. MashaAllah. But there you are. When you realize that everyone is made by Allah the same way Allah made you, that is when problems begin to resolve. If you look at the political crisis in the Middle East today, a group of people think that they are God's gift to the universe. And that's why they belittle the others to the degree that they really think these are not even humans. That's why we have a massive problem. The day they believe that we were all created the same way and we have equal rights and we are equal human beings, it's the beginning of the end of the problem. It needs to happen. May Allah Almighty protect us from haughtiness. That was Qarun. What was he saying? He says, there we are. I am the one. It's me, my brain. His people told him, don't be arrogant. Don't be haughty. Allah doesn't like those who are haughty. You want to impress Allah? Then forget about pride. Pride is prohibited. لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه مثقال حبة من خردل من كبر. Here is the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying, the one in whose heart a mustard seed's weight worth of pride is will not enter paradise. Imagine a mustard seed weight. That's almost very little. You have some pride. Take it out. Remove it. You are just like everyone else. Yes, Allah may have given you more than someone. That shouldn't be a reason that pride enters your heart. The companions were worried when they heard about that hadith of pride. They were worried about their clothing and their conveyance and so on. Everyone loves a good house and a nice car and lovely clothing. And the Prophet ﷺ explained it beautifully to say, that's not pride. To have the best is not, it does not automatically make you proud, but when you despise people and reject the truth, then you have a problem. Then you are proud. The truth is glaring you in the face and you are rejecting it completely. It's a sign of arrogance. Other people are around you and you despise them, belittle them, mock at them. It's a sign of arrogance. Didn't I say moments ago, watch your tongue. Watch how you speak within your circles, within your families, to the young ones, no matter who you, and from the young ones amongst each other. Let one family among our extended families not think that they are more preferred or better than the other, because then you have a major problem. Everyone is blessed uniquely by Allah. There is nobody who is not blessed. Your blessing is different from mine, perhaps. So if I think I'm the only one that's blessed, I'm wrong. Allah's favored us differently so that we can connect with each other and we can help each other live a life of goodness on earth. One is a plumber, the other one is a baker, the other one is an accountant, another is a doctor, some is a rocket scientist, one is a pilot, the other one is a fireman. All put together. That's when we make society. Some are teachers, some are malams. Right? The good ones, by the way. May Allah Almighty bless us all. We all have different inclinations. Today, if you enter a hall and you ask little children, what would you like to be when you grow up? I promise you, you will hear so many different things, things you didn't imagine. Things you didn't imagine. Where did that come from? It came from Allah. Allah inspired them to do all sorts of different things. So when we learn to work together, to respect each other, to offer good words, sometimes joking too much, is not a good idea, especially when you're around sensitive people. And today, the world is full of sensitive people. 
You don't just joke and keep joking. Then someone is hurt so bad they are crying at night because of you and what you said. Imagine those tears are seen by Allah. What, what price will you, pray, uh, will you pay? And then in the morning or the next day or sometime later you hear how you hurt them so badly. You just say, but I was joking. I mean, you swore me, you mocked at me, you scoffed at me, you, made, you belittled me. And now you're just saying I was joking. Instead of apologizing, instead of apologizing and making amends, are you prepared to apologize? You see, there are two things. People say, I demand an apology. I always say, don't demand an apology. If you demand it, it will come with no sincerity. But if someone offers an apology and they're coming, look, I'm sorry, then they're really sorry. I want you to apologize. They'll come and say sorry and walk away and they're not sorry. They just wanted to solve the problem. But if they came on their own, they are truly sorry. May Allah grant us acceptance. So the man comes up and he says, I heard this face. I saw the face and I heard from the face these beautiful words. Afshu salama wa at'imu ta'ama wa silul arhama. And the other one he says, wa sallu billayli wa nasu niyam. And pray at night when others are asleep. That is the height of connection with Allah. No one's watching. It's just me and Allah. And what am I doing? I'm in sujood. وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدًا وَقِيَامًا تَتَجَافَى جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِعِ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا وَطَمَعًا May Allah make us from among them. May Allah truly make us from among them. Those who spend their nights between bowing and prostration for Allah, between standing in prayer and in sujood in prostration for Allah, in another verse in Surah Sajda that I just read now, Allah is describing it by saying, those whom Allah has chosen, they forsake their beddings. Their sides forsake their beddings. I'm no longer lying down. I got up. Why? Everyone is asleep. My Lord is awake and he will always be awake. I have my needs. I'm going to cry to my Lord. When you are struggling, when you are suffering, when something's gone wrong in your life, it is a blessing of Allah. The first port of call is that you change your life in a positive way by connecting with Allah more than you have been. If your problem did not prod you to getting up at night when everyone was asleep to cry to Allah, then it's not yet a problem. It's not yet a problem. Allah will squeeze you further. Do you know why? He loves you. He wants you to do something. He wants to invite you to an act of worship that is fulfilled by invite only. That is tahajjud. Allah invites those whom he loves to that prayer. And sometimes the invitation is through squeezing you, squeezing you until you realize I have to. I will get up, I will cry, I will ensure that I cry and shed tears and beg Allah and continue to beg Allah until he gives me what I want. And I promise you Allah is all hearing. Allah will give you even better than what you asked for. There was a, a, a girl a few years ago who said, Allah is not listening to my prayer. I said, why? Because I want to marry a specific person and it is not happening. I said, make dua to Allah. Perhaps he will give you someone better. No, I don't want someone better. I want that particular person. I, Come on. 
Are you prepared to say, oh Allah, give it to me if it is good for me? No, I'm not. I want it. Well, then you have a problem with Allah. Allah, Allah knows whether it's good or bad. We are taught, Allahumma, in kana hadha al-amra khayrun li fi dini wa ma'ashi wa aqibatu amri fayassirhu li. Faqdirhu li wa yassirhu li thumma barik li fihi. Wa in kana hadha al-amra sharrun li fi dini wa ma'ashi wa aqibatu amri. Fasrifu anni wa sirifni anhu. Waqdur li al-khayra haythu kan. Thumma ardini bihi. That's the dua of istikhara. I'm sure many of us know it off by heart. Am I right? There we are. What, what does it mean? Oh Allah, if this is good for me, if you know that it's good for me, my deen and so on, my, you, we don't know the future. Allah knows. We don't know what is coming. Allah knows. We don't know what would happen as a result of what I want. Allah knows. So, oh Allah, if you know that it is good for me, my deen, etc., etc., make it easy for me, give it to me, write it for me, and facilitate it and give me barakah in it. And if you know it is not good for me, for my deen and my life and whatever else and my future and so on, then distance it from me, distance me from it, create a barrier between us and make me happy with your decree. It took her some time and then she started looking beyond what she wanted. She says, I've been crying to Allah. Oh, Allah grant me. You said Allah may grant me better. Allah has granted me way better than what I asked. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. And I share this with you to give hope to those who feel that Allah is not answering. Wallahi, he knows better than you what is best for you. So keep on trusting him and trust him and thank him. For indeed, it is through gratitude that you will achieve. Thank Allah. Everyone's complaining about every little thing. Thank Allah. May Allah grant us. So pray at night when everyone is asleep. What will happen with the combination of all these things? Allah says, we will grant you Entry into paradise with ease. Abdullah ibn Salam says, When I heard these words and I saw his face, looking at his face, I knew this is not the face of a liar. Imagine someone telling you, I can see this face. This is not the face of a liar. Sometimes you see a face of a person and you know this one is a liar. If you can recognize one who doesn't lie, you can surely recognize one who lies. But you need to have some connection with Allah to be able to do that. It's like someone saw the movie years ago that came out called The Message. Some of you might have watched it. The Message. What is it about? The seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, the life of the Prophet ﷺ. It's called The Message. And I heard someone say, did you see the nur on Hamza? Did you see the nur on the face of Hamza? Anhu? I got up, I said, my brother, that was Anthony Quinn. He's actually a non-Muslim actor. It goes to show that what nur is, you need nur to recognize nur. The people of virtue are recognized by people of similar virtue. Sometimes when you're connected with Allah, you can pick up certain things. A true believer has a firasa. They have an understanding, some understanding that is slightly deeper than that of the rest because he's connected with Allah. 
and he looks with the light of Allah, Allah shines something for him. He can see, she can see a little bit more. You can pick things up sometimes. And you come in to tell me, look at the nur on the face of Anthony Quinn. Come on, my brother. Come on. It's like watching, what do they call it here? Nollywood, right? And you say, oh, mashallah, subhan, that's an actress, man. That's an actor. May Allah Almighty protect us. So Abdullah ibn Salam says, I looked at the face. I knew it was not the face of Allah. I heard these wonderful, beautiful, powerful, amazing words. Jawami'ul kalim. Short, small words with massive meanings. I knew this is the messenger of Allah that we are waiting for. He goes to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and declares his faith. We've heard all these ahadith. We are believers with faith. But we are dwindling in our faith. May Allah strengthen us. May Allah strengthen me to begin with. And all of us, imagine the peace we are searching for. When you develop a feeling for others and you realize and recognize that they are the creatures of Allah created in a similar way that you were created. So if your life is all about impressing Allah and showing Allah who you are and how good you are because you want to impress him, to invoke his love, to actually get his blessings, what will you do? You will be so kind and so good to all the creatures of the same Allah. That is when you are truly liberated. Because why? I want to impress Allah, but Allah made these people, everybody who I met on the street, who I meet, who speak good about me, who don't speak good about me, who are kind, who are not kind, who are good, who are not good, who are honest, who are dishonest, who are upright, who are not upright. Allah made all of them. How I am with them would actually either impress my Lord or not. So let me deal with them in a beautiful, impressive way. I don't mean that when there is a criminal, you still need to be good to the criminal. Robber enters your home, you, you, you tell them, Salaamu Alaikum, what would you like to steal? You know, I believe in Allah. He made you, He made me. Please take what you want. No, please do not get that wrong. Sometimes you need to crack a whip in a beautiful way. When it comes to the penal code in Islam, Allah Almighty has dictated that it be thoroughly investigated if the person is found guilty of the crime not beyond reasonable doubt but with no doubt at all they need to be made an example of in order for it to be a deterrent for everyone else that's islam you know the penal code in islam the difference is if you can prove it beyond reasonable doubt and not without any doubt then you cannot get to the had because there is a small shubha there is a small doubt in it, even if it is a minor doubt, the punishment becomes lesser. You might, it might be a jail term, it might be some other term, but what Allah says is, when something has been proven without doubt, you see, if you go to the courts today, they will jail someone for 15 years based on beyond reasonable doubt. That's why in America, mostly, you find cases of people who are freed after 20 years of wrong imprisonment. Have you seen those? Because why? They just said beyond reasonable doubt and it's done in Islam beyond any doubt whatsoever. Then you can do something. May Allah Almighty protect us. So an example is made in order for it to be a deterrent for others. So what I'm showing you is it doesn't mean that because you are so merciful, you should not stand up for justice. Look what Allah says. 
It's not kindness. I can't say, oh, this person, you know, just forgive them. Never mind. They stole, a, they stole two million from you. Two million naira. Just forgive them. As it is, the naira has dropped quite a bit. Just forgive them. By the time you get it back, the two million will only be worth a bottle of Coke. Firstly, I don't drink Coke. I stopped. I've lost a few kilos as a result. I feel healthier. I invite you to stop too. Mashallah. May Allah bless you. Are we going to stop? Allah, Allah, Allah. You get a triple reward if, if you know. But thereafter, you can't come to me and tell me, just, it's okay, you know what, have a be, just be kind. Justice comes first. When you have served that, then yes, we are all kind. It's kind to be just. Inna Allah ya'muru bil adli wal ihsan wa ita'idhi al-qurba. You don't just go to a person, you know what, it's okay. Someone was divorced and the kids were taken away by one party and the other party was told you're never going to see your kids and they keep telling them, it's okay, it's okay, just, just have a big heart. What do you mean big heart? I need to fight for my children, man. I need to ensure that whatever's supposed to happen, happens because children need both parents divorced or not divorced. One of the biggest gifts you can give your children is for them to be able to see you and your spouse living in goodness and how you interact. Many men are not even interested. And some of the women have lost the interest as a result. When your children watch you as they grow up, interact with each other in a loving, kind, beautiful way, wallahi, it empowers them. You want to build community, invest in your own children. Invest in your children. Look at how Allah tells you, your relatives, your relatives, your, who's, who are the closest to you? Your parents, your spouse, your children, what else? Closest, then your brothers and sisters, and who else? And then the broader family, but it starts off somewhere. Charity begins at home. That's the reason why the Prophet, peace be upon him, tells us, khayrukum, khayrukum li ahlihi. The best from amongst you are those who are best to their family members, starting with a wife. And in the case of the wife, starting with your own husband. When you are good there and they can bear witness that you are good, wallahi, you are really good. Because they see you throughout the day, throughout the night. They see you good mood, bad mood. So when I'm in a bad mood, oh, you need to be careful. When I'm in a bad mood, you can just stay aside. See, my friends are laughing because they know, they, they're with me. I say, this man, when he's in a bad mood, just, just come, just relax. Keep a bit of a distance and give him his space. We all get moods, moody. You're not normal if you don't. <laughs> Look at me covering my own back. May Allah protect us. May Allah strengthen us, really. But what I mean is, we need to realize those you live with in your closest of circles know you better than others. They know you better. The Prophet ﷺ clearly says, when they can bear witness for you, I promise you, you're a good person. You're a good person. Because you know why? The circles that you are the most intimate with are saying, this man is really a good man. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless us. Allah grant us goodness. So, are we going to invest, inshallah, in our own children? 
You know what? The yes came from this side and not this side. Maybe some of these young men are not even married yet. But you can say, yes, Allah will bless you with the children. Are we going to invest in our children, inshallah? Wallahi, wallahi, we promised Allah. When, when the Sahaba عنهم, were making promises, they were massive promises. Promises of dying in the cause of Allah. We just made a little promise to say, you know what? Invest in your family members. Learn to bring up your children with good qualities. They are the future. They will make up society, community. You notice the attendance here as the years pass. If the attendance becomes smaller and smaller, it's because we haven't succeeded in raising the new generations to give them the importance of such gatherings. We don't realize it. They won't come. They won't attend because they will be elsewhere. Whereas I have seen communities in the West. The young ones are more keen on such gatherings than the older ones. Wallahi, I promise. Imagine, don't think for a moment that Allah will be stuck, na'udhu billah, because of your lack of or non-interest in the deen of Allah. No chance. If you don't come, Allah will take somebody else to come. If you didn't occupy the space, it's going to be occupied by someone else. I always tell people, you abandon a teaching. Allah brings others who will not abandon the teaching, the teachings in their tens or hundreds or thousands. If you left something that you were supposed to do, let me give you a simple example. Those who've abandoned, may Allah strengthen all of us. This is just by way of example. Those who've abandoned their hijab, for whatever reason it may be, Allah, as a direct result of that one abandonment, has brought up, created 10, minimum 10 others or 100 others who will don the hijab. You abandon your deen as a direct result of that. Allah brings about another 10 or 100 or more or less who will take that space. If you are going to turn away, Allah will replace you with others and they won't be like you. Allah will replace. So don't think I abandoned. You were rejected by Allah. Does he need you? Wallahi, he doesn't. Wallahu al-ghani wa antumul fuqara. These very words of Allah are just preceding the ones I read earlier. What is Allah saying? Allah is independent. You are the ones in need, meaning us. We are in need. Allah is not in need. You can pray all your life. I want to end with one beautiful, powerful narration. Where the Prophet ﷺ tells us that, you know what? If Allah had to give from the first human being to the last human being, the billions and the trillions and the quadrillions and the pentillions and the nonillions and the decillions of humans that must have passed on earth right up to the last one after we are gone. If Allah had to give each one of them and every jinn, from the beginning of jinkind to the end of jinkind, every single thing that they ever desire and asked for. And Allah had to give them all that which they wanted from the beginning to the end. Allah says, it does not displace the kingdom of Allah from the kingdom of Allah, except that which is similar to when a pin or a needle is put into the ocean and taken out. Allahu Akbar. Do you know, there is something called the James Webb Telescope. Please check it out, follow it, download the app and have a peep at what's going on.
They launched it some time back. Go into space. Go as far as you can. Bring back images. Send back live images. We want to see what there is. Wallahi, this telescope's been going and going, and every time it's going, it's discovering planets huger than ever before, non-stop. Thousands, millions, billions, trillions. It's just not ending like the sand in the desert. Do you know that? It's a fact. It's true. Go check it. I was speaking to people and I said, you know the power of Allah, these stars that you see in the skies, do you know that the nearest one is actually approximately four and a half light years away? You know what that means? What is a light year? A light year means you go out and you see it, you can see the light, the light of the star. This, that light took four and a half years to get to your eyes, which means what you are seeing is actually an image from four and a half years back. That's the meaning of light years away. And if the nearest one is four and a half light years, it could perhaps not be there. And you're only seeing it as though it's there, but it's not there anymore because four and a half years later, you'll discover, oh, it's not there. Allahu Akbar. That is Allah's creation. It's mind boggling. And who are you messing with? Allah. Allah says, do you know what? The last person to enter Jannah, we will give him 10 times more than this whole world and whatever it has. The last one to enter Jannah. This world is nothing in the eyes of Allah. Don't be deceived. Our lives are short. Let's make a change. Let's effect a change. Let's invest in our families, in our children, in our spouses. Let's go out to, to make amends. Let's go out to solve problems and matters. Don't create them. Learn to face your, your, your issues and solve them. Give and take. Have a heart that is compassionate. Who is addressing you? If it is your spouse, your family members, have a softer heart for them because you need to solve the problem. You need to resolve. If you're not going to resolve issues, I promise you, you're going to go nowhere. How will you build a society when the children are astray because neither father was there, nor mother was there, no one was there to take care of them besides the mobile phone and the television. So they're living their lives thinking they're movie actors. And therefore, they do whatever was done there. And you and I know we're living in an age where people are doubting whether they are human or fish. Yes, I have seen someone saying, I'm a fish. They say, what do you mean? No, I identify as a fish. And he thinks so. And he keeps on saying, I'm a fish. I say, what, what world are we living in? And then another one tapped me and said, be careful. You're not allowed to tell him that. He has a right to believe he's a fish. Allahu Akbar. Is that where we've gotten? The law of the land stipulates in some nations that you can be whatever you identify, identify yourself as. Oh, Allahu Akbar. A guy standing like this. I'm a tree. Where's your fruit, brother? May Allah grant us ease. Wallahi, it's worth laughing at because intelligent people, their brains are knocked completely. One wonders because they don't have the connection with Allah, with their maker. That's the reason. So, if you're not going to invest in your children, they will be raised by what I've just mentioned now. And if that's the case, we're heading for disaster. So much of immorality is being spread through social media. But at the same time, so much of goodness is being spread on social media. I picked up my phone in the teen session earlier and I told them, can I open my TikTok account and show you my FYP? And they said, yes, yes, because you know what? When you see the FYP, you can literally tell how the person's been using the app because of algorithms and so on. And I showed them. 
I showed them, I flicked about 10, 15 times. And they were surprised. Have you seen anything dirty here? No. You see, it depends how you use social media. You need to use it. I've learned more from TikTok than I've learned from any other platform online. I'm not saying online is the go-to, but I'm saying there's so, so many things we can learn. If you want to use it constructively, use it. But there's no one to mentor the children for them. It's anything exciting. We're playing games and next best thing, you know, a lot of immorality comes in. The values are lost. Everything's lost. Then society crumbles. We no longer, it's all about myself. I need to make the money. I don't care about anyone else. I need to do. I don't care about the others. That business of I don't care about others is actually godless. We care. We care about everyone. We care about those. We know those we don't know. You spread that salam and see what happens. You spread the goodness. Today, greet each other. Greet each other. I ask you right now to look at the person next to you and say assalamu alaikum in their face. And do you know when we pray and we are in jama'ah, we actually say assalamu alaikum. We are greeting. Who are we greeting? The people and the angels. We get to know one another. Sometimes we, we attend the same masjid. We go to the same place. We've never spent a moment to say, how are you? We've never smiled at each other. And smiling is an act of charity. Imagine, no religion has said smiling is a charity besides Islam. Islam is the only faith. It goes as far as teaching you the expression on your face and how it should be. Because when you smile, you know what? Even if my day was so bad, I just have to break into a smile again. Imagine if I smile, we'll all smile. Am I right? Everyone's there. Look, look at that. MashaAllah. Even if you don't want to, here goes. I show you more teeth. Look. There we are. It's contagious. May Allah Almighty bless us all and grant us goodness. May Allah Almighty truly help us to rebuild and reconnect with Allah. For indeed, that reconnection with Allah is of essence. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad subhanallahi bihamdih. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika nashhadu wa la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.